something that I am very, very against is like cookie cutter PDF workouts saying, you know, here's your calories, get on with it. Some sort of like one size fits all. I am very, very anti because it doesn't work for everyone. Welcome to the People of Dubai podcast with myself, Annie, and our lovely co-host, Holly. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. Welcome. 2024, we got this, girls. This episode, we have our lovely guest, Siobhan Porter, our um, entrepreneur and online coach who has personally helped me. So thank you, darling. You are so welcome. Welcome to the studio. So how are you? I am so good. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. I'm excited because it's a new year. Everyone's got kind of New Year's resolutions. We're back from Christmas everyone wants to get fit absolutely I don't know their resolutions must be your busiest time of of year where because even myself I ate so much over the Christmas period (laughs) and it's like okay now I need to sign up to a gym I need to do this I need to get new gym clothes everything meal plan yeah it is a super busy time of year actually do you know what I found even last year in the lead up to January it gets really busy because everybody's already got that like front of mind but it's always the way new year new me everyone thinks this is going to be my year now yeah to make a change what is your new year's resolution do you know this is really controversial but I actually don't have a new year's resolution I never ever make them that's good and what I do instead is I set goals for the year ahead so I'll always do like annual goals and then block it out into quarters but I never do New Year's resolutions. I told Holly once, it was years ago. It was actually because it's two years that we started our podcast. And our first ever one, we t- spoke about New Year's resolutions. I do monthly resolutions. Every so month. I like break it down. Yeah. But Annie's is like... Go to the shop. Put, put the Christmas decorations down. <laughs> it's, a, it's a to-do list. It's a to-do list. But it's good because you're never going to break them. There's nothing worse than that, is there? That's manageable. True. I like the way you've got that down. Manageable, monthly. Like that word. Yeah. We're going to manage 2024. Exactly. Let's have you. <laughs> so, Siobhan, for the listeners, what do you do? So, I run Envision Coaching and I also coach myself. So, I'm an online coach, personal trainer for anyone who doesn't know what that is. It's online coaching for health and fitness. So I founded Envision Coaching in 2022, moved away from the corporate life. And that's what I do full time now. Amazing. What got that spark? To move over to health and fitness. Yeah, to just leave the corporate world and you, you know, start Envision. How did that come about? When I started getting into health and fitness properly, I had so many people asking me questions about what I was doing, my own journey, how I did it, and asking for advice. And it got to the point where I was like, I should be doing this and getting paid for it, (laughs) you know? Like, people are asking my opinion so often. Why am I not making this into a business? And I love it. I'm passionate about it. So that's when it just started thinking, I just started thinking, maybe, maybe I could do this actually for work and you were doing it you started it and you were working your full-time job were you yeah so I was working a very very busy corporate role FTSE 100 company relatively cutthroat I think it would be fair to say and 
Originally, I just started with getting my PT qualifications, my personal training qualifications. And then I was like, okay, now I'm going to start doing this as a side hustle and making money from it. And then I slowly realized that I couldn't, you know, match the two. Mm. Like it needed to transition online. Otherwise, I was never really going to make enough money from it. What was the moment where you were like, I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to go online? Was there, a, I don't know, was there a, a moment that just a, a light bulb moment? I originally was just like, I just want to do this because I love it. And if I can make some money from it, great. And then I was like, I'd love to match my corporate salary. And then when I started, it started to pick up. I was like, I think I can actually do this, you know? And then it wasn't like, a, right, I'm going to do it spontaneous. I am quite a planner. Like, I like to know that things are secure. So I was like, once I get to that point, that's when I'm going to make the transition. And it was so scary actually leaving corporate because mm. it's so safe and everyone thinks it's such a good idea. And I had a good job, you know, but I knew it was the right time when I did it. And your first day where you're not working for a corporate company and you're working for yourself, you're self-employed and you think... Okay, this is my first week. Did it feel weird, like waking up thinking I've got to do nine to five and I actually don't have to do that? It felt really weird. I remember the week before I was like, what if I don't get out of bed? <laughs> what if I don't like, what if I don't treat it as I did a corporate job? Of course, nobody starts a business without having like discipline and all the rest of it. So of course, I, I got out of bed in my first week of like working for myself. And um, I just remember thinking... I needed to check in with my boss. And I was like, oh, she hasn't called me. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. oh, no, you are the boss. You're the boss. <laughs> yeah. You have so, no one to answer to, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And it was really weird. I mean, in the early days, it wasn't as mentally busy as it is now. So it was kind of like you felt a bit of guilt because you were like, well, I can finish work now, you know. But it was amazing. I remember when I got my last paycheck when I left the corporate world and I just went out on the own and I was like, that's it. Like, you just don't have Never that. Never getting a pay slip again. <laughs> yeah, you, well, you don't know when you're next going to get paid. That's the, that's the daunting and risky thing. And you do take that for granted when working for a corporate company, you know, like especially being in Dubai, like healthcare, insurance, all of that. Like, it's kind of, I dread the thought of like getting sick. Like, I was sick like last week and I was like oh my goodness I need to pay for this bill like it's it's little things like that which it has plus and minuses doesn't it a hundred percent definitely I was thinking about this today like one of the best things about working for yourself is if you don't want to work tomorrow you don't have to work tomorrow like you're the owner of your own you're the captain of your own ship yeah and like when you want to take holiday you can take holiday yeah but realistically when you actually work for yourself you kind of don't do those things as much because you're the one that's putting food on the table. Oh my, everyone <laughs> said to me when I like went self-employed, they were like, you must love it. You must be like, you can do what you want. And I was like, I don't have the time or the money to do what I want right now. Because <laughs> you just put it and all in And every hour you feel guilty. Yeah. Don't you? You think, yeah, yeah, I should, yeah. why am I doing nothing? I, I could be putting something yeah. towards something to then earn money with my business. Absolutely. How did you get over that? Because that's a really hard thing of like, adjusting to because your business is like thriving now like you're doing amazing but I'm sure it's not an easy road no I don't think you ever do get over it because okay. it's kind of like 
goes full circle back to that like not getting out of bed thing because as an entrepreneurial person or a business owner you will always have in the back of your mind that you're never doing enough that's your driver that's what gets you to be a high achiever or to create a lucrative business so I don't think you ever get over it Mm. you always feel like you could be doing more you always have in the back of your head even when you're trying to chill you're like I need to do this I need to do this I need to it's always going to be like that because that's the the kind of person you are that's how your brain works before we started recording we were talking about having busy minds and I think we all suffer us all of us three suffer from just not stopping and Mm. I definitely think that's a trait that you have when you want to have your own business and you want to work for yourself I think that is definitely I don't know a trait that comes with it and you have that guiltiness of stopping but you were saying why stop if you enjoy it right yeah I'm in two minds about it as I said earlier if you really really enjoy your work then why wouldn't you do it we were speaking about this earlier like when you're sitting watching Netflix or whatever and in your mind you're thinking about work and you're almost like enjoying thinking about work because you might be thinking about ideas and then you get out your phone and then you start writing notes and then you get out your laptop and then you're working and you're like I've done it again like my husband always says just sit and watch the tv yeah I don't want to (laughs) if you enjoy it do it but then you have the issue that you suffer from burnout because even if you love what you do you do need downtime yeah. You need that break. And when your mind is racing at 100 miles per hour, you know, it's a stressful environment for the body. Mm-hmm. And um, you do need to take downtime. And I actually need to practice what I preach because I say to my clients all the time, like, you're working too hard. You need to take breaks. You need time to rest and recover. But there's me. You do six days or, or are you... Recently, I've dropped down to six days. Dropped down? There's only, <laughs> only seven, seven days, days in a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you know, I was used to doing seven days because I was working corporate and then I was doing the business and then I left corporate and I was like, keeping up the grind. You know, like I really, really wanted to get to this position. And then I realized that I was hugely neglecting mainly my partner, friends, family. And I was like, I need a day off with him to actually enjoy our relationship. And what's the point in working every day and not enjoying life? So Life's true, there Annie. to be lived, isn't it? So true. And I think every, you know, we were talking about setting goals. Yeah. You set a goal and you achieve it. And then you think, what's the next goal? And then I always wonder. Do you ever just stop and go? And I think it's it. scary to think that you're always chasing something. Mm-hmm. Like when are you going to be, not happy, but when will you feel fulfilled? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. That, that always like. I've been thinking about that a lot yeah. recently. Yeah, again, entrepreneurial mindset, you're constantly chasing, wanting to get to the next goal, whether it's like financial or whether it's like a milestone in your business. You don't even give yourself the time to be like, oh, well done. Mm. Like, look, you wanted to achieve that and you're now here. You're just like, great, tip done. Mm-hmm. we try and always kind of reflect in the podcast and I want to hear about your fitness journey in a second but we are really good at trying to say like look back and see where you've come mm. and what you've achieved yeah. I mean you lived in Dubai what 12 11 12 years ago 11 years ago now 11 years 11 how long years were you ago? here for I was only here a couple of years I was like 22 I moved here completely on a whim really my best friend at the time lived here and she was like come to Dubai like it, it's great and I was at uni and I was like okay I'm gonna finish my degree and then I'm just gonna go to Dubai even though I'd never been <laughs> and I came to Dubai and spent a couple of years here and it was great what's what? it like being back 
I've been back a few times and every time I come back, it's so nostalgic. I just remember, I mean, obviously I'm a completely different person to who I was 11 years ago, young age of 22, but I just like go around all the different areas and I'm like, oh, I remember that time, good times. <laughs> or I don't remember that time yeah. coming yeah. out of that bar. <laughs> Mainly don't remember or like hazy memories of being 22. But yeah, it's good to be back. In Dubai, there is a real big fitness and health industry, I'd say, here. It's boomed over yeah. the past few years. And I was reading that the way people socialise now, like the younger generation, they're so much more into their fitness than we were. Mm. It's like changing everything. It's fashionable to be healthy, isn't it's, it? As, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a really interesting way of looking at it. Back 11 years ago, that wasn't really a thing. Like, if you went to the gym, it was like, oh, you go to the gym. Mm. Like, that's different. I didn't know anybody when I was 22, really, that consistently Trained. went to the gym. And yeah. maybe that was who I was associating with. But, yeah, now it's... Whereas now, I feel like all the younger generation are into fitness, going to the gym, or doing activities. I've got a little sister who's nearly 16, and she doesn't really touch a drop of alcohol. She's really into, she'll say, she'll say that's, you know, got loads of sugar in. And I think, how do you know that? And it's just because they're interested. Whereas we're the opposite generation where we're having to teach ourselves habits that we're not used to. And even someone like my mum will say, oh, don't eat that, that's bad for you. And but someone like yourself would say there's not really any bad. You know, you don't have bad foods if it's in moderation, right? Yeah, definitely. I think that is amazing that 16-year-olds are consistently, you know, getting in the gym and weight training or whatever it might be. Like to think that young women are getting strong and in that world already. Like how incredible is it that they're setting themselves up for the longevity Absolutely. of life becoming like a part of their lifestyle yeah because that's the hardest thing I find with fitness and I want to know more about how you train your your clients because they always say the hardest thing is going to the gym and just getting into that fitness but once you start and you get that bug you just become addicted mm. and you start seeing like transformations you start seeing results but my thing is like getting up and doing it yeah actually making it a routine yeah so I think the important thing is like we're an all female community like there are a lot of clients on the team but no program is the same something that I am very very against is like cookie cutter pdf workouts saying you know here's your calories get on with it some sort of like one size fits all I am yeah. very very anti because it doesn't work for everyone no. you've got people on the team who are mums single mums business owners, working two jobs, like shift work. It would be ridiculous to think that one single program would work for each and every one of those women. So we really make sure that everything is tailored and adaptable. If I'm a client, so I'm, you know, New Year, Siobhan, I need to like get my bum in scare and get the Christmas weight off. What's that onboarding process like with you? Like where do you start to really understand and tailor that program? So we have an initial call with yeah. everyone and this call is commitment free. It's to find out, really to find out the nitty gritty of what it is you're trying to achieve. It's not just like, what do you want? Weight loss. Okay, cool. Here you go. I really want to understand like, what is it you want? Why is it essential? Why is it so important to you? How is it going to change your life? And what are you really, really struggling with right now? And then we try and understand what key things we can change in order to get 
you or said person from somewhere that they've been struggling with for so long to slowly but surely being like, oh my goodness, I didn't think this was possible. So we have the call and then if we're a good fit, then we go through an onboarding process, which is quite detailed. We go through lots of assessment forms, making sure that the program, the nutrition, the whole plan is tailored to them. Then we do the onboarding call and and they go from there. And then there's quite a close working relationship between us as coaches and the client where we check in each week. To stay motivated and reach those goals. You said an important thing of like key things to change with your transformation, your own personal journey. What's the three things that you really changed in your lifestyle? Do you know, it's so difficult because if I think about where I was, where I was very overweight, like way back when to now, it was such a journey. I didn't have a coach. I didn't have a clue. I didn't know how to train. I didn't know how to eat in line with what I wanted to achieve. So it took a long time to get to this place. But I think really looking at the key things, it's like understanding what I can eat in order to get to where I want to be. And that is anything. Like for, for many years, I thought that, you know, you had to starve yourself and you had to barely eat anything and it had to be miserable and painful. And that's just not the case. And you can't do that, in, especially living in Dubai. Absolutely. I'm one of um, Mr. Vaughan's clients and I've worked with you for, well, it's just a, well over a year. You've helped me with like weight loss. I You're think, looking amazing, Annie. Oh, thank you. Yes, yeah, <laughs> she is. Um, yeah. I think altogether in my weight loss journey, I've done 20 kg roughly. And the one thing that you've always been really good at is she's always, you've been through the same journey. You know, you've been there, so you understand things. But I've never had a problem with going in the gym. I love it. It's mentally, it's good for me. I enjoy it. (laughs) You've always said like, Annie, you know, it's the nutrition. And I'm like, but I go out for dinner and I love seeing friends. And it's, you've taught me to change my mindset. Because if you want to lose weight, you know, you can still go for dinner, can't you? And that's what's amazing because you think, oh, I can't do this anymore. But it's like, you know, every time you go out, you you can't just do and just sit there and like neglect what you're eating. You know, as soon as you get in a restaurant, you have to kind of still, you know, think what you're doing, basically. Yeah, absolutely. That's a huge part of what we work on, making sure that you know how to navigate a restaurant menu, a takeaway, if that's what you want meals with friends and family and it's not like I'm on a diet now and I have to do everything so strictly until I finish the diet and then I go back to what I was doing before. I think that's where a lot of women fall short so it's trying to work out how do I navigate all of these things and still reach the end goal without being miserable, still enjoying all the things I love but you're right there has to be compromises Mm. along the way. And it's the accountability you know having you at the end of every week being like, what would Siobhan say if she saw that I'd done this? <laughs> and we have like the check-in videos and you can kind of see all the, I don't know, workouts you've done, steps you've done, the nutrition. And it's just coming to you for advice as well, isn't it? And changing it every week. Like you say, it's not one week and we just do exactly the same because you could go on holiday you could not have any social plans on and be like right let's absolutely smash this week yeah but the one thing holly's just got is a fitbit yeah (laughs) do you know what this has changed my life as ridiculous as it sounds i was so anti fitbits apple watches technology anything with technology i was like what world do we live in where i need a watch to tell me if i've slept well and that i've walked (laughs) But I've been doing 10,000 steps a day and I've noticed a difference. The jeans I'm wearing are tight, tight, old-fashioned Levi jeans and I 
have not fitted into them for like eight months. Go on, and girl. I, I got into them today. They're tight. You're you love a, you love steps, don't you? Like that's one thing that you. It's such a big difference. I do, and do you, you know, can do it. Even when before before I actually knew what I was talking about, I was like, oh, all these people wearing watches and ten thousand steps. Like, what is that going to do? Some steps yeah. because everyone thinks uneducated people think and we don't get educated on this stuff is like if I go to the gym I burn x amount of calories and that's how I'm going to lose weight but actually it's so much more than that and the thing that makes the big difference is actually everything you're doing outside of the gym more than you can imagine not only nutrition but how much are you moving that is what really racks up Mm your energy expenditure throughout the day and how many calories you're burning hence why people that have physical jobs laborers etc you'll notice that they find it easier to keep weight off. But people that are very sedentary, work office jobs, etc., they struggle and they can eat less. Yeah. I literally, this thing vibrates on my wrist when I haven't moved. <laughs> when I'm sitting there doing an admin day, I'm like, oh my goodness, I need to move. Like, it's so good. It's very distracting, but it's changed my life. It's a huge investment. I have to ask you, were you living in Dubai mm-hmm. 11 years ago? Now, it's very personal, but did you gain the Dubai stone? I gained... I can't remember how much it was, but I, yeah, I gained a lot of weight in Dubai. I actually had a really bad relationship with food when I was in Dubai. And I was thinking about this coming back because, as I say, like you start to think about that time of your life. And it was actually, it wasn't a good time for me. I'd lost all of the weight when I was like 19, 20. Then obviously I had university and moved here. And this was the time where I'd gone full circle and I was thinking you you know, you could barely eat anything. You had to eat as little as possible to not gain the weight. Done it before. It doesn't work. (laughs) It doesn't work. And in Dubai... (laughs) And you just put it back on faster and it's, yeah, it's not sustainable. Exactly. And that's the place I was in when I was here. And it spiralled because obviously you have the social events and the brunches, but I still had that mindset. So I was going from don't eat anything But then when you are out, binge drinking and binge eating, and obviously, of course, over time, body fat accumulates. And I I did put on quite a lot of weight while I was here. What advice would you give? Because there is a lot of women we speak to and and we know, and we've all done it. We've all put on that Dubai stone. But you get to that point where I would say two years, two years I really put on my Dubai stone. and, And it's like, what advice would you give to them to be like, make that change, little life changes? I would say, first of all, don't think you need to go from one extreme to the other. Don't think that you now need to not go to any brunches, not have any fun, not go to restaurants. Don't think you just have to live on salad. Anything that you do and incorporate into your lifestyle now is more than you were doing last week or the week before. So it will make a difference. Don't have such like an all or nothing mindset. And then just start small. Think about what you can do next week that you didn't do last week. Maybe up steps by 1K a day. Maybe have a couple of meals less out. Maybe start doing your food prep. Just three things that seem manageable rather than trying to train five times a week, just eat chicken, rice and broccoli and you don't need to do that. You get sick of it, don't you? What was your biggest change? Like when you worked with Siobhan? Uh, Steps. Steps. Absolutely. It was coming out of COVID as well where you're not in the office. 
you're at home. I didn't have a dog. So I kind of was walking around thinking, this is so boring. Why are people, why do people walk and enjoy this? And then I think you were saying like, listen to a podcast or do something. And obviously Dubai's hot, isn't it? It's a warm place. So when you go for a walk, sometimes it's not the most enjoyable thing. But I was, I was finding I was coming back from my walks and my mind had been cleared. I was ready to work. Or, I'm finding the same. Yeah. And I, but you, it's also a bit of a, yeah, like a let go, a therapy, just relaxing. Yeah. So I think steps definitely. And I, I was thinking, how do people do 10,000? You think I've gone for a walk and you sit down and then it, you've only done three and a half thousand. <laughs> and you're like, great, so six and a half more to go. And it was just doing it steadily and kind of increasing it. But I also found doing that and I wasn't necessarily changing everything else. I was noticing like a weight loss. And then we obviously were incorporating weightlifting and I was really enjoying that. I don't know how people go to the gym and just do cardio because I don't really find that the most enjoyable thing. No, um, that used to be me too. Yeah, so I find weight doing weights is really... And also it helps you in your day-to-day life. You know when you're putting a suitcase up in the like the plane? Yes. And I could, you know, you'd struggle doing that. Now I just do it. And it's probably because you've been you doing built weights. Yeah. You've got and enough like, weights to get dates. Oh, exactly. <laughs> You know, when someone goes, do you want me to help you with that? And I think, no, do you want me to help you? I I love that. That is literally one of the things that I thrive off. And that's a really interesting point because it not only helps you with day-to-day life, but the discipline that you learn from reaching your goal with weight loss or building Mm. muscle, whatever it is, or just consistently getting in the gym, that actually transpires to everything like career, business, you learn so much off of incorporating that into your lifestyle. It's definitely helped me. I think eating clean makes it looks like clean heart, clean mind. Like when I I was sick a week ago and I was ordering takeouts because it was just convenient. I couldn't cook. And I noticed such a big difference in my mindset, like my head, like my, my like skin. Just eating clean just makes such a big difference for me. That's yeah. something I've always Sleep suffered better. with is nutrition. Yeah. Like especially being here where you're going out for meals a lot and you think you're ordering something really healthy and then I'll put it into my fitness power and I'll send it to Siobhan and go, do you think this looks all right? And she goes, Annie, that's a roast. They've got (laughs) loads of butter, loads of oil. I'm sure you had a red wine with that. And I'm like, God, she knows me. (laughs) We're never taught that stuff. You look at, this is actually a conversation I'm having a lot, obviously, with people, the clients that are in the UK because it's roast season. Like everybody's having a roast every Sunday. It's getting a bit colder, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And um, you think, you know, it's going to be a meat, it's going to be a fibre, like your veggies, and you've got potatoes. How bad can it be? But we're talking like nearly 2,000 calories. It could be above, depending on what you're putting on your plate. That's and so good, though. Easily. I have cheesy <laughs> cauliflower. Like, I go all out. Like, I always you're say, if you're going to roll down the hill, like... If you've got cheese on your veggies, you know that you're packing up some calories in <laughs> yes. you. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're going to do it properly. But in the UK, everywhere has calories. When I was home in the summer, I was like, this is amazing because it makes yes. you choose different choices. You know, sometimes you think, oh, a salad will be less calories. And then you're sitting there and you can see, I don't know, chicken with chips and salad. It's got less calories than... I noticed the mad. same. Like I looked at like a chicken Caesar salad once and I looked, and it had like the same calories as like... Nachos or something. Nacho, and I was like, I might as well just have that. I don't know what they're putting in the, chi- in the <laughs> yeah. chicken Caesar salads, but it seems like every one of those have 1,200 calories. I just Tastes think... so good though. <laughs> yeah, crazy. What do you think about calories on menus then in the UK? Do you... I really like it. it? I like it. Yeah. I like it. 
And can't you in the UK, you can ask for it without the calories if you... you can now. Yeah. Yeah, you can, which I think is good because sometimes it's really important to just go for those meals and not think about calories, Absolutely. you know. Absolutely. But so, then there's people that want to know the calories. And in Dubai, I know that there's a lot of restaurants that are slowly starting to do it. And it makes me make different decisions. But then mm-hmm. I appreciate if people, you know, might have a problem with food or knowing calories or like you say, just want to go out and enjoy a meal without knowing then also I can see the benefit of not having that there. It's nice to have the option. Yeah, for sure. Have you ever had like clients and check-ins where they haven't done what they were meant to do? Oh, yeah. And how how do you address that? (laughs) Like, how do you get someone motivated? Are you quite brutal? I think I'm straight talking. (laughs) Not brutal, you're honest. Honest. I think that's fair to say. I won't be like oh this is going really well and everything's fine because that's you not what people need it, can you it's not what people need scales never lie <laughs> it's not what people need i think i am slightly different to everyone i coach because some people really thrive off straight down the line this is what you need to do whereas other people need a softer approach and you do need that adaptability to know how to speak to each individual but i will never i will never lie i will always tell each individual exactly what they need to know because that is what they're here for and if you're just going to tell them you know everything's fine you're doing great and they're not that sooner or later they're going to say you know I don't think I'm getting the results that I wanted here you know yeah so what's next for Envision what's next I really really want to dive deeper into the community in 2024 I want to do more, give back more. I really want to do more with events. For a long time, I've thought in my head, I want to do Envision retreats. And I've had in my head, I just want to... Oh, maybe one in Dubai. Maybe one in Dubai. Stay tuned, guys. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I'd love to do that. We have community events once every quarter and we do like photo shoots and everything. So I just want to elevate those next year. I want to give back a lot of... More education. I I really want each individual woman on the team to feel really educated. And we have loads of educational resources, but I just want to give more and more and more. So they feel like they can boss life. You know, they know what they're doing in that health and fitness space. And we're going to expand, I think. Oh, amazing. (gasps) You're really smashing it, Siobhan. Like, you you look at your... I look at your page, and before I even was one of your clients, I just wanted to work with you because I was like, she knows what she's doing. She is making things simple. You know, sometimes you see things, don't you? And it's like, eat this and you can lose weight or you can do... And you've broken it down, made it simple, and like you say, tailored it for a lot of your clients, well, all your clients. And the community piece is incredible. Like, if you want to just tap into the other clients or, you know, the other women on the on um, your programme, you can do. It's nice. It's nice. It's nice to be able to do that. Thank you very much for your kind <laughs> words. The community for me is massive. And I know probably any coach will say this, but I genuinely feel like everyone we have on that team is just amazing. So supportive. We have a like a group chat. And if anybody puts anything in that they're struggling with, like can't make it, I really don't want to make it to the gym today, girls. And they're just on it. Like, yeah. And I love that. I am so about female empowerment and... I think the community that we have is elite. I really, really do. So I just want to feed into that more. And your community's global. It is. Like you are expanding. Because well, everything's all online. 
Yeah, so we have clients in Dubai, which I'm actually seeing on Sunday, which is really exciting. Yeah. And yeah, dotted all over the place. We've stretched as far as Australia and New Zealand, which is crazy. That's amazing. Yeah. What an achievement. I bet you, do, do you ever take a t- like a moment and think, 2022, you said you started. That's only two years ago. You've achieved a lot. Yeah, I think it's one of those things, like we said earlier, where you're always like, do more, do more, do more. But my partner's actually really good at reminding me, you know. That's a good partner. Yeah, because I don't. I'm so tough on myself and I always have been. I'm always thinking, oh, but you could have done more. You could, And he's like, do you remember like six months ago when you said that you were going to do this? And I was like, oh, yeah. Everything's a lesson. That's actually like I feel as in like you can always say, oh, why didn't I do this? What hindsight, right? But if you learn from it, that just... Absolutely. You grow better, don't you? Yeah, I'm not afraid to make mistakes. It kind of sucks when it happens. Yeah. If you really worry about making mistakes all the time, you're just going to stay stagnant and not get anywhere. And I think one thing that I've really learned is it's better to take imperfect action than no action at all. I think I wasted a long time when I was younger thinking, oh, I'd love to do that. I'd love to start a business or I'd love to get my personal training qualification, but X, Y, Z, I wouldn't be able to do it like this person or I'd never be able to run a business because I can't do this, that and the other. And it's like, if you would have just started earlier and taken imperfect action, it would have been great. I think naivety as well is really powerful. Like I think it works in your favor, naivety, because things that you would know now, you might not have done certain things, but you've learned from those mistakes. Absolutely. My mum always says, if we all had hindsight, we'll all be millionaires. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's so true. <laughs> That's very true. If only. If only. So you're living in Thailand now. So you've obviously been UK, Dubai, Thailand. Yeah. How are you finding Thailand? Thailand is so chilled out. It's so different to being in Dubai or the UK, which is just so fast paced. So I think it was adjustment. It was an adjustment trying to be in that laid back lifestyle, but also going and keeping up momentum with business. It's just such a lovely place. Like, they're so lovely and friendly in Thailand. It's an incredible place to live. Are you glad you did it? Yeah. What made you go to Thailand? Out of all the places in the world? So, my partner... It's absolutely beautiful. I've been on holidays. It's stunning. I love it. But it's just what took you there. It's a random one. Yeah, it is a random one. So, my partner actually said to me, I've always wanted to do like a year in Bali and work there. And initially in my head, I was like, just play it cool. Because in my head, I was like, I don't want to do that. (laughs) And they're like, I've got the business. I'm running the business. I'm busy going all the way to Bali. But I was like, don't say that because then you'll look like, I don't want to do that. You know? So I was like, oh yeah, maybe. And then I thought about it for ages. And I was like, why wouldn't we do that? Like there's so many pros to to moving. Yeah. And um. Then we spoke about it over and over and it turns out we wanted to have a little bit more of a chip. Bali's quite touristy now. A lot of digital nomads have moved there. So we wanted it a bit more low key. Spoke about Thailand. We've both been. We both loved it. We both wanted to train there and training's big there. So off we went. Are you doing Thai boxing? (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing Muay Thai classes for beginners. Uh, Good for you. It's hard. Even the beginner classes. I lost a toenail oh, in my second class. My friend broke a toe. 
it's savage. And you know, like Why they doing it. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to challenge myself. I, there were so many moments in there. I was just like, just hold it together, Siobhan. Like you're a big girl. You you've got this. But it's hard. Like they don't mess around. No. Even in the beginners classes, like you're sparring. And I remember when we got to that part in the first class, they were like, oh, we're going to spar now. And I was like, spar? I'm going to get hit in the face. No gum shield. And I just said to the girls, like, can you just not hit my face? <laughs> she was like probably going for the face even more. Oh, yeah. She was like kicking me and everything. And wow. I was like, okay. Got to roll with the punches, literally. <laughs> were you like a lion? Like you were being poked and then did you just go for it? No, because I was scared that I would get hit back even harder. <laughs> so you lost your toenail. <laughs> yeah, the, the day I lost my toenail, that was sad. I tried really hard not to cry in class. Bless you. Well, yeah, I'm proud of myself for doing it. You've got to push yourself out of your comfort zone. And like I said for so long that I wanted to do it. So I'm proud well that I'm learning. So for the listeners, what top three tips would you give when it comes to either fitness, business, motivation... I don't know. What top three tips would you give? Top three tips I would give is, first of all, stemming back to imperfect action is better than no action at all. We spend so much time worrying like, oh, I'm not going to be able to fit it in. I'm not going to be able to dedicate enough time to train. But you don't have to do everything. You just have to do something. So just start and see how it goes. The second thing, and this transcends to all walks of life, is don't rely on motivation. I hear it so often, like, I'm just not motivated. And it's like, neither am I, like, every day. You're not going to be motivated every day. Some so days true. you're going to wake up and you're going to be like, oh, I don't want to do this. But imagine if you, like, relied on being motivated to go to your job every day. You know, you wouldn't be getting paid because you wouldn't be going every day. So you have to, like, keep up that energy to everything. And, you know, it's just a feeling. Motivation comes and goes. Third thing, don't be too hard on yourself, I would say. You should take that tip. <laughs> yeah, I know I'm terrible at taking my own advice. But I think, you know, when you do start, you're thinking, well, I haven't lost that stone yet that I wanted to lose, you know. Mm. And I think that's, I think probably one of the more important things to say is focus on the input rather than the output. So when I say like you start your journey, you're like, I haven't lost that stone. I haven't lost this. The scale hasn't gone down. And it's like, stop focusing on that output so much and focus on the input. Like, are you ticking all the boxes? Have you done everything that you said you'd do this week with nutrition and your steps and getting to the mm -hmm. gym? Because if you've ticked all of those things off and you're focusing on the input, the output, that's going to come. Just being a little bit less results driven. Amazing. And if our listeners are sitting here thinking they want to work with you, I don't know why they wouldn't. <laughs> they would. How would they get in touch with you? You can find me on Instagram, Siobhan.envision, we'll if you can spell you. the name. But yeah. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> and um, one of our questions we ask all of our guests is, um, what advice would you give your younger self? It depends what age you go back to, but I think... Very, very young Siobhan, I would just say it's going to be okay. Like, keep going, it's going to be okay. Yeah, there's definitely times that I look back into like young childhood where you're questioning whether you can get to where you need to be. And I would just give myself a nice pat on the back and be like, you're going to get there. You just need to work harder. <laughs> Amazing. And you're getting there, girl. You're doing it. <laughs> 
Yeah, hope so. You've always got to tell yourself that you're not quite there yet to keep yourself going, you know? Yeah. No, take a look back and just, yeah, take a moment, be proud of yourself. And thank you so much for being on our show. Thank you so much. And for our listeners, you can follow us on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) At the underscore pod XB. You can also listen to this, uh, watch us, sorry, on YouTube at the people of Dubai. And um, yeah, stay tuned for our next episode. Happy New Year. And um, we will tag Siobhan so you can follow her and her lovely journey and contact her if you want to be a client. Stay tuned.